both in terms of uh, Gitten and Kedushin, is there a, uh, a formal ob- uh, requirement for witnesses. And when you're learning Maseches Gitten, even if you haven't learned all Maseches Gitten, you know immediately there's a machlokas, but Eide Nesira Karti, Eide Hasima Karti, you know the Gemara, you might have learned the Gemara in Dafes, that said, Ein Dabr Shurev Pachas Mishnayim. So your assumption is that there are certainly witnesses play some type of a role. The question is, what kind of a role do they play? Uh, put differently, witnesses can serve one of two, ver- two functions. One is for verifications, and one is for um, uh, actuation, if I can use that as a term. So the question will be, to what extent uh, is uh, Eidos Lakim Hadavar versus Eidos Lebiwur Hadavar? So let's just talk about for a second, what would be defined as Eidos Lakim Hadavar? In other words, oh, go ahead, Shimi. You might reference the definition of her. You can, yes, but try. Go ahead, take a stab, and it may not. Be, and I'm not. I know I'm not being clear in the question. So. Okay, so so I, I agree that that is true. Um, so let me clarify the question, which is what. Information the Adam provide. And that's what kind of, what is the Adus here? You're right. The, the assumption is if there's a requirement of Adus Lakim Adavar, in order for the thing to be Chal, right, you have to have Adam. The question is, what what do the Adam have to say? I, I've been asked the following question, which I don't think, I, I, I don't know if it's, it's been addressed by Postkin. Supposing you decide to get married and, uh, you uh, record it on camera. One question you could ask is, what if it's on closed circuit camera and somebody's watching it? And you know they're watching it. So I presume, I presume that they are married. But is that true? Well, you can take a side to the question, whichever you like. Shimmy? If, the, if this is just that it needs to be publicly viewable or like publicly known, and then call a security camera should be enough. But if the witnesses are actually like doing something, they shouldn't be enough. I'm not sure I see that distinction. Fine. So let me let me propose the following question for you. I think I know the answer, but it's not um, as beferish as I would like, or I don't know where it's as beferish as I would like. Suppose that your witness is at a kiddush, but let's say you can't see see the chas and the kala's hands. Can you see me practicing? You know, right hand onto right finger. She can move the ring afterwards. And let's say the witness is someone, the, the Masada Kiddushin gets up, guarantees you won't say this, have you the wing, and uh, Nisim pulls out the wing, and um, they look it over, they decide it's good, it's worth at least a Shavakuta. Don't use the cracker jack, right? Uh, you, do you even understand that reference anymore? <laughs> I'm afraid. No, I'm not wedding. Oh, no. 
I was just telling a student of mine, it's Rabbi, Rabbi Buchler, uh, Rabbi Eli Buchler, who is now the uh, JLIC rabbi in Columbia. He had been the assistant rabbi at the Jewish Center for a few years. So I, he just stopped by um, and to say hello. So he probably got a smicha from, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago. And I made a comment uh, that, you know, how I'm getting older and the cultural references aren't caught. He said even he understands that. And he's probably not more than, I don't know, 32 or something like that. So, okay. Um, you know, uh, Cracker Jacks, you know, like, you know what Cracker Jacks are? Yeah, yes, thank you. Yes, no, they're like popcorn. It's like caramel, caramelized popcorn. And, you know, not caramelized popcorn. Caramel, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Is it caramel? Uh, not car- caramelized is when like you uh, you heat it and it like the sugar is what? Caramel. Thank you. Caramel. Caramel uh, uh, pop- popcorn with like all this caramel and, and sugar and so on. So 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 they used to be they used they used to be like a prize, right? You could get a, a ring sometimes. So we call it cracker jack ring. It might be worth a shavuotuta, especially this day, used to put up on eBay. But nonetheless, do not use that. So, uh, so all right, so you're Adem, you know, but, but you're very close to the Kala, and the Adem somehow, by the angle, they hear you say, I mean, that's just like, they don't see you put the ring on her finger. And then, moments later, you turn around and smile for the crowd, uh, and, uh, and she holds her hand up, and you see the ring is there. Is it, is it Kiddushin? I would think so. What's that? Um, it was there before. He dropped it on the floor. Um, agree, uh, Jonathan, you're right. The, the question is, is that sufficient? When you didn't re- when you saw what was an umtana, that, that's what in theory the uh, the closed circuit should be. You're not actually seeing the mysterious Habas in the same way that when you listen to a uh, tra- Megillah reading transmitted. You're not Yotze because you're not hearing the Megillah reading. You're hearing some reconstruction of the Megillah reading. Now, it may, be insta- it may be for all intents and purposes instantaneous, and you know the person's reading the Megillah reading, and you know it sounds exactly like this, or almost exactly like this. Uh, but nonetheless, it's not clear, it's not, it's not, uh, clear something. You didn't hear Kriya Megillah because you heard something else. By the same token, when you see a, a, uh, like I, I chose first the closed circuit camera. When you see it happening, you know it's happening real time. You know what they're doing. Nobody's, you know, if someone could pull shtick that way, someone could also, you know, make optical illusions to make it look like even when you're in person. You know, you could have the, I won't, I won't make reference to magicians' names because probably I will date myself there as well. So Doug Henning mean anything to you? No, obviously. Okay. I don't know what magicians who there are today, but okay. So I could say anything and tell you you don't even know what's going on today. But, um, and so, so the point is you could be fooled then. You see it happening real time, but you're not actually seeing the Messias Atabas as you would be if you were standing there in person. But there's an Umdana de Muchach, no different than if, that's why I said, let's say you didn't actually see the Messias Atabas, but you've seen everything around it. Um, I'm pretty sure that, that the Kiddushin is good, but you know, uh, I had a, uh, 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 I asked this question a number of years ago. I, I used to say for a very long time, that when we talk about what it means to have fira, just talk about it in an intro to the Bible, what's an afghamin if someone's a kofar? What, would they get a chayel to Nolm Well, guess what? I have some news for you. Uh, we don't decide that. Rebona Shalom does. The Gemara Chaylik says they wanted to add Shlomo HaMelech to the list. And so David came in the dream and begged them not to do it. The list of those Malachim, no chayel to Nolm 
And then a few things in that got down, you know, fire comes down to the Besmedrish or something like that and burns stools, they don't listen. Finally, there's a, they quote a pasuk, Ani Hechar Velohim or something like that. God says basically, I get to choose. Um, so there's no Afkamina about the from Havah because ultimately the bones will get, in other words, gets to choose. My question is, suppose you have someone who's Shomer Tayyag Mitzvah, but he's a gopher because he believes in Torah's wellhouse and not in Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu. You know wellhouse is? What? Ephraim, Ephraim is, is, is hurting now. Uh, yeah, I guess. Julius Wellhausen, notorious German anti-Semitic scholar. I mean, uh, mostly anti-Semitic ideology. They, who's, wh- he's not really the father, but the father of the documentary hypothesis that there are multiple Torahs composed uh, was, was 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 authored by multiple authors, and and and, uh, and strongly it's called the documentary hypothesis. And Julius Wellhausen is the uh, you know uh, the anti-Semitism wasn't per se in, in the that there are multiple documents, although that would be true as well, had to do with the order of the documents, the order of, according to scholars of the documents, uh, because it represented, because, because Torah, the idea was that what they called P, which stands for priestly, which is the Karbanos, was the latest document, because in their view, uh, it's the latest strand in the Bible, in, in the Pentateuch, because it represents a degeneration of religion to the, towards the ritual, from the spiritual to the ritual, and Christianity now comes in, does away with the law, and restores it. So the, the ordering of the, the, the foundation, at least in, in 19th century Germany, that Dr. Hypothesis was deeply rooted in anti-Semitism. You, you could subscribe to the documentary hypothesis without the particular order of the documents of that particular bias, but nonetheless, it happens to have come back that way. Anyway, that's Thomas Spellhausen. Okay. So you get, you know, get one-tenth of a credit in short of Bible. So you're graduating to things. Um, okay, so anyway, so you have this person who is uh, who's a kofar bakol, but he keeps the Tariyag Mitzvah. So the question is, what's an Afghamina? So you'll tell me, oh, is he Pasol la Edos? So, um, so the, the Gemara never says an Afghamina is Pasol la Edos. The Gemara is told Pasol Edos always on violation of Averos, and various gradations and all sorts of de- details in that. But the Ramam says an Afghamina is Pasol la Edos, and the Shulchan Aruch, I think, quotes that as well. So the question is, though, when the Ramam was talking about Afghamina, I know he defines Afghamina formally. But the question is, does he really mean this kind of apikoros? This kind of the, the orthoprax apikoros that you might find today uh, is not something I think that you would have found until the last 100, 200 years. Uh, you probably would not have, certainly pre-enlightenment, you would not have found such a thing. So the question is, is that what the Rama really had in mind? That someone who was fully observant, but he is technically an apikoros. Uh, you know, where the Rama have said that the gaonim, the gaonim who believed in the corporeality of God, where the Rama have said they were pasolaidus, managed to dehen nochev but, you know, but postulators, I don't know. So, so anyway, for years I would talk about this thing, and, and, and this, this is not, you'll see why this is a, a great story and an important idea to know, but unrelated to, to you get to the last part. So for years I would talk about this in the Church of Bible, and one time I asked Rabbi Reese, who was, who was at the time, he might have already been the Menahel of the Yeshiva before Rabbi Penner, uh, after he had been, or maybe it was when he was still at the RC of Basin as the, as, as the person who ran the Basin, the Menahel of Basin, I asked him the following question. How do you find out whether you think somebody is really Pasolaitis? Let's see how smart you guys are. I know you're very smart, but let's see if you can be really clever. How do you ultimately test someone's, a Poisic's true belief that someone is really Pasolaitis? Instruct me the case. Show me. Let's say that we have a get that the woman then be married with, and one of the signatories on the get is... Uh, Good enough. I, I asked, supposing you had a woman who was an Aguna, the husband was holding a rock. And now someone realized there were only two witnesses at the chuppah, 
And one of them was a mom in the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu kept the Tari Mitzvahs, and the other one kept the Tari Mitzvahs, and the mom in the Torah, Valhausen. And I didn't have to explain to her how to Valhausen was. So, what would you say? Would you allow her to remarry without a get? And Rabbi Reese said to me, probably not. So, years later, after always telling the story, I said, let me ask Rashefka, because Rashefka generally... He, he has, the way some have characterized the difference between him and Rabbi Willings, Rabbi Shechter, this is a, this is a caricature, it's not true. Rabbi Shechter doesn't really care as much, you, as much what you do as much as what you believe, and Rabbi Willings doesn't care as much as you believe as what you actually do. Now, I think that the latter is, in terms of egos at least, uh, we talk about egos, is probably closer to the way we normally think, but, so I asked Rabbi Shechter the question, and, I, and Rabbi Shechter said, yeah, you better let her remarry, because he's not because, Shochan Apas, he's not because, he's not so I went and asked Rabbi Willig then, and I figured, you know, Sir Willig, uh, you know, Rabbi Willig is very cleverly says, well, and this is the point I tell the story, um, he said, I hold like my Rabbi, the Rav, that everybody else in the room, like the whole Hassan Sofa, that everybody else in the room is an aide as well. So I looked at him and said, okay, but supposing there was nobody else in the room, it was just two. So he referred me to some safe or somebody in which I couldn't really find anything addressing him. But he didn't want to answer the question, which I understand, it's an impossible question to answer. Um, but bottom line, so I, I, I highlight that, I told you, uh, you'll forgive me, Batola, it's different Torah, because is everybody in the room an aide? Now, I don't know that everybody in the room, we assume, it actually sees the frat, him hand, you know, sees the ring go from one to the other. Right? If, if, you, if it were left up to everybody else in the room, not the Adam under the Chabon, typically do see the prat, they see the Racha B'Chatana. So, uh, so then it would be, I think uh, it, 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 they would not be able to see the Messiah. But if the Kala had the ring on her hands and they did a sleight of hand, even I, who have no talent whatsoever, could get away with that. So the question, the question really is what constitutes Eidos, what level of, of, of certitude? Now, this, has, this does come up in other areas in Halacha, strangely, strangely enough. Akamar at the end of the first Parakamachos. What is the standard for giving a pair the death penalty for a sexual act, to say adultery. Right? No. The odd, interesting, he said, which would be like, literally it means if a woman has a, a shoferis is a tube, a machol is like the eye, the thing you dip into the tube to get the cosmetics out. You'd have, you might need to be masked her the ksuba. But, for mabonos. But for the death penalty, it has to look like Menachem do. It's like if you know the way it used to. When, when television was semi-civilized, when it was only semi-parts but not complete pizzas, although I don't really know what's on television now, to be honest with you, because I don't watch television. Um, uh, and I, they, don't tell the practical story. We read it doesn't even have a television in this house. You know we have a television because you know that's how I run on the treadmill. I have a computer plugged in so I can project the Barry Lan on it. Um, but, but I actually do not. In, post, in the post-age, when they moved to, you guys are probably too young to remember now, it used to be that antennas were analog. Uh, and I don't remember how many years ago they moved to digital. I don't really have a digital antenna that works. So and I don't have cable. So I can't really watch I really, not only did I choose not to watch the Super Bowl, it would have been very hard to watch the Super Bowl at home. I had this lousy digital antenna. Maybe I could have gotten half a signal, so. Oh, well. I, I, you know, when I, on the regular places, I didn't see it. I don't know why they don't let you do that. Baruch Hashem, I didn't, whatever. I had better things to do with my time. Um, so, but that's, that's a sicha for another occasion. So the question, so, is 
is maybe required for some things, but for for for, for capital punishment, it's sufficient to see achir kedera hamenafim. So that that raises an interesting question. Um, whether first I don't know if it's actually true. Lamaskana for the to the mamon. The Gemara is at the end of the first parakanakos. Uh, I believe that's what the Gemara says, but I don't know if we actually hold that way by the Mamanos. I think it's the, literally the last Gemara. Um, so how do Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon avoid ever getting anybody killed? So uh, Ravashi says, let's see, by Babol Esa what would they do? Abayin Rabba said they would say, Did you, were you able to see it, that detail? And the Rabbanon who disagree with them hold like Shmuel, the Amar Shmuel b'mina'afim, t'shayiru mishayira'u kimina'afim. Okay. Rashi writes, mishayim higu inya niyof sheshocha mikir basar, v'vinoagim kederech tashvish. Okay. So, so that's really a question. What constitutes what constitutes seeing if you don't actually have to see it? So, so, I start, so I come back to the question, what if you watch a Kiddushim on a closed circuit television and you have to wait and share in that way? And, assuming that the, that the man and the woman know. Because if they don't know that they're Edom watching, then we assume they're not, he's not serious or they're not serious about the Kiddushim. But they have to be Edom and they have to know that they're Edom there. So I'm gonna, I would assume that that's probably good. The question becomes, what if it was recorded on video? But nobody was watching at the time, but somebody can watch. Why is that question really so important? Ryan? Well, in effect, what I'm, what I'm asking is, it can it be... Can it be that Eidus Takiyam Hadavar means in Umdana Demuchach Demuchach? A super Umdana Demuchach. Is that sufficient? <coughs> or do you need Re'iyasa Eidim? Now, I'm comfortable saying that, that and maybe I'm wrong, that a closed circuit television, a, 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 a live feed probably constitutes eyewitness. I might be wrong on that as well. But if it's recorded and no one's witnessing it at the time, that's there's clearly an, an, a, a, a super mukhach umdana. But is that good? Now, I think the answer might be that it's a machlokas harishan. I don't expect you necessarily have gotten to this. I think I mentioned this in passing. What machlokas harishan might this really be reflected in? You, did you, yeah, you did, because you, you saw the Rashba. The, 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 the question of what happens if you give, write a star kiddushim with Edom, and you give it to the woman, not with Edom Asira, and it's Yotze Mitach Asyada. Now, if Edom's Lakiyam Hadavar is required by kiddushim, which I don't think anybody disputes, how is it possible that any, the Ramban could say that she's Mikudashas? Where's the Edom's Lakiyam Hadavar? Nobody, this is not uh, recorded, this is not recorded on, on, on film, on tape. Those are anachronisms. It, this is not recorded, uh, a digitally recorded thing. There was no one who saw the Mesiras Akidushin. 
period. He could have just left it on his nightstand by accident and she walked into his room and took it, for all we know. How is it possible? How is it possible that that's Kiddushin? Right, that is the Ramban's position. Uh, if you, the truth is, in fairness to you, if you didn't, if I didn't mention this totally explicitly, um, and the Rashba himself just rejects it. Right, the Rashba is working throughout. He doesn't, the Rashba doesn't even quote somebody who disagrees. He just insists. But the Ran in Kiddushin on this sugya, and in the Mukha Yosef in Yivam Oslam and Aleph on that sugya, and the Ritva also mentions it here in Kiddushin. I didn't give you the Ritva. They all cite the Ramban who says that the Kiddushin is a Kiddushin. So I ask you, why? Where is the Edus Lakium Hadavar? Jimmy? There are two possibilities here. I think that that is the likely one. The likely one is that based upon the fact that the husband authorized the writing of a star, and that we know with Edus Brewer because there are Edom signs on the star. And the reason why you normally authorize a sofer to write a star, Kiddushin, for a woman is so that you can be Mekadeshar. And now you've discovered that she, in fact, is holding the star Kiddushin. Well, how did star Kiddushin get to our hands? There are fundamentally two possibilities. Possibility category one is that a little bird came and took the star Kiddushin and deposited it with her. Possibility two is that the husband gave her the Shtar L'Shem Kiddushin. Everything that's not that latter sentence falls in the first box. So that's the question. It, 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 it is the assumption of the Ramban, is the assumption that there's an umdana de here, that you have, a, you have evidence the Shtar was written Kedin, Kedasu Kedin, that the husband authorized, it was intended to be Mikadoshar, and she has the Shtar, and let's assume that they're both mode, they both say, yeah, I was Mikadoshar, she says, he was Mikadoshar. And she's got the star. So, the obvious way of explaining Ramban's position, but maybe not the only way, is that there's an umdana de mukhach. And that's considered a dushtakim adava. But if that is the case, if that is the case, that means that a dushtakim adava is something different than we are used to thinking. What would Edus Lakim Hadavar there be translated as? How, do we, how would you normally, before I ask this question, how would you translate Edus Lakim Hadavar? Brian? I would call Edim Lakim Hadavar is what I would call it. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, why would we use the term Edus Lakim Hadavar? Probably because when we are trying to find out about it, they are no longer just witnesses; they are giving testimony. Okay? But that is, you be understand it's fundamentally Edim Lakim Hadavar. It is the witnesses who make the thing happen. What is the alternative? What would the Ramban's understanding be? What does it mean, Edus Lakim Hadavar? Shemi. Translate. No, I, w- I wouldn't say testimony. Is that the ability to testify? Evidence. Evidence is the way I would translate it. 
And those aides lakim adavar means that there has to be evidence. They don't actually have to be aided to witness that, but at the time the kedushin is going to happen, evidence has to be affected there. And because two Adam already signed on the Shkar Kedushin, which means the husband has already taken the first steps towards being Mekadesh's wife, and all that's left to do is to give it to her, so when she winds up with the Shkar Kedushin that it's clear at some point he, was, he wrote, with, authorized, and intended to give to her, it's pretty clear, and by the way, also had to be Nidaita, with her consent, her, her knowledge. So it's pretty clear it's pretty clear that this is, this is evidence. There's evidence at the time it's ha- the condition happens that the condition happened. It will be a raglai in Ladafa. It's a little bit like, it's not exactly the same thing. What happens... If, let's say, you know, Nisim and Rivka are at the wedding, and I don't know, they haven't seen each other the week before, as you know. I just I want to state for the record, there is no such thing. Okay, it's only if, it, if it's a good idea, so you won't get into a fight. There's no such thing. They haven't seen each other. They're so excited. They look at each other. This is like when they're taking pictures, and there are non-relatives present, and Nisim just pulls out the ring, and that doesn't say a word, and he. Puts it on her finger. Are they married? Rabbi Meiri, what's the din? O chavrusa misusa. Not nobody does that. Nobody would ever do that. Actually, what's the din? It's a gemara. You didn't say a word. He didn't say a word to her. He just looked at her, gave her the ring, put it on her finger. What, what's, what's this then? It's called Asukim Ba'usel Inyan. If they're discussing, they're doing stuff, and, you know, discussing the Kiddush and so on, and you're at the wedding, that's like, do not do this. Otherwise, you'll be doing a replay under, under the thing. Um, so, Asukim Ba'usel Inyan don't require a deeper. Why? Because he's an Umdana. That's why he gave her the Kiddush. Now, it's not exactly the same thing here. Um... But I, I, but it would seem that according to the Ramban, one way of understanding is that it's edus l'kiyam hadavar, not edim l'kiyam hadavar. Now, the edus itself here has to be generated by witnesses, but the witnesses don't have to witness the actual kiddushin. The witnesses only have to witness something around the kiddushin, and then they set the ball in motion. What's the other possibility? As much as I hate to acknowledge this, because it is rather, rather pedestrian. Perhaps not obvious, but conceptually pedestrian. Although, interesting, and I shouldn't say that. It's interesting in its own right. The Rashbas says something like this, but not about this. In Well, and that's going to be too complicated. What's going on? Okay. So, any other thoughts on another possibility? Well, do you require Edom by Kiddushay Kesef? Is there a way to do a Kiddushim with Kesef without Edom? To witness, well, the only thing the Edom could do is what? 
witness the Mesira, the Kesef. Why can't they, unless your Adem are, are Abe Lincoln and George Washington on the dollar bills. Um, Adem don't sign on the Kesef, right? So the only way it can work by Kesef is if they witness the Mesira, the Kesef. By Bia, the only way it can work is if they witness the Bia. However, by the way, the way I think the Ramam describes it, they don't witness the Bia. They don't even see, they don't even see Kedera Hamalachim. The, the, the person declares, I think it sounds like I'm in front of the Edom, he's going to Kaddish with Bia, and they close the door. And the assumption is, Hen Hedidi Yichon Hen Bia. I think that's what the Ramam understands, to be sure here. So, the, uh, but, but Shtar, what about by Shtar? So Shtar, there are Edom who could be involved in a Shtar who don't witness the Messiah's Shtar. Now, why does it work for the Ramban? I'm trying to push you a little direction without giving it away. Why does it work by Gittin if you require Ibus to Kim Adam by Gittin? And we know by Gittin it works, seemingly, because Kasab the Chsadiado, the Enal of Edom. And Pastor says he didn't give it to her in front of Edom. It works. If you hold like Rabbi Elazar, what, the way his Rashi is explained, why would that work? Yes. No. Now, one could have actually said that. That's what's kind of interesting, because we've shown and broached that. So that is possibly. What's the other? Oh, yeah, Tzidiris HaKasim. Okay. So the first step is by getting Tzidiris HaKasim. What's the next step? Because the next step is easy. Show me. The Yatsar Haisa. In other words, you could argue in a Chalami. It's not a Bistokimah Dabar. The Torah is Mechadish by Gittin. The Chasav and Asan. And there's a Hekesh of... So it could be that when the husband, it, it could be that if you, uh, uh, just as if you, the husband, uh, it, what the Torah is telling you there is that when you have Kiddushin Shtar, it's sufficient, the Shtar itself is winding up in the hands of the woman, is sufficient evidence that what the Shtar said it was going to do was done. In other words, you don't need Abus by Kiddushin. By Shtar. By Shtar, by Shtar for Kiddushin. Not, I don't love that particular approach. And it's basically stating you have two Gzeros HaKasav in conflict here. What are the two Gzeros HaKasav? Apishnayim Eden Yakum Davar and Gzeros Shavar Davar Davar. And then on, on the one hand, on the other hand, Bechasav and Asim. There are problems with that. The problem for starters is that um, the Gzeros Shavar is being learned from Gittin. You know, so when we say, where is that? is between what and what. Yeah, by getting Amamanos. Not Kedushan Amamanos. Okay. And the point is, the Gemara is using, the way the Gemara understands it, is Ki Matzavar Vastavar. Metzias Erva. Ervas Davar requires to. So the way they usually, that's usually understood is the Znus. Forget the Kiddushan of the Gittin. So, okay. I, I'm inclined to think that the Ramban thinks that somehow it is Eidus to Kiyam Hadavar. Um, but the only Eidus that you can have is when you, it, it, it's rooted in Edom. It's rooted in the two Edom who signed the Shtar. And now that the Shtar is in the hands of the Isha, that is considered Eidus to Kiyam Hadavar. Is Eidus to Kiyam Hadavar required by Gittin? And 
that is really going to depend upon a couple of different issues. Issue number one is the issue we were just discussing. Namely, if a star, if a star kiddushin with Aiden signed on it, without Aiden's Sira is no good, but a get under the circumstances is good, which we do say it's good. Certainly, um, certainly the, if you have the, uh, uh, Baal, let's just take that example. So if you say that that's good by Gittin, but not good by Kiddushim, I think it's pretty clear that you would be saying there's no requirement of Edus Lakim Hadavar. No requirement of Edus Lakim Hadavar by Gittin. But there is one possible hesitation there. What is that? Um, uh, the uh, Zerasat. No. No. The Zerasat. So you could say, the question is, Shimi, what does the Zerasat Pesha teach you? It's possible. It seems to me unlikely. It seems to me that the Pasuk is teaching you, you don't need this Lakim Adavar. If the Pasuk is saying, when the Baal writes it himself, it's okay to give it that way, that's telling you, you don't need this Lakim Adavar. Right? We're saying that when the Baal Dover does it, you don't need this Lakim Adavar. But there is a Shita of Rabbeinu Tam, which we will eventually get to. It's on the Marmot Thomas. What is Rabbeinu Tam's Shita? Well, one part of Rabbeinu Tam's Shita you probably know, even though it's not, we're not at that stage of this discussion yet, which is? Oh, no, oh, so that, no, not that, Rabin Tam. You're correct, that's what Rabin Tam says. But in terms of Gittin, and the question of Ede Mesira Karate, what's Rabin Tam's position? In the larger question of what it means, Ede Mesira Karate, Shpayim, Dafka. Rabin Tam on Dalam Al says Dafka. Rabin Tam says something else which is utterly amazing. He thinks that you know what you need? Even according to Rabin he thinks you need Ede Mesira. Now, why? Because it's a Dabr Shiva Erva. Because Ede Chasima on the get may make the get a get, but how do you know the husband never gave the get? Now, so the question one has said, so does that mean that Rabbi Tam believes, therefore, that there is a din of Ede, uh, Ede Shlakim Hadavar by get, even for Rabbi Meir? Now again, for Rabbi, you, you can't really tell what Rabbi Tam holds. With well, the different way of asking the question is the following: If you say that Ede Misira Karate is that in effect, and you say Dafke Ede Misira Karate, what does that almost in effect say? Right? That you, that you need Ede Slakim Hadavar by getting. If you say that the only way for a get to be how is to be given in front of Ede, meaning that Edi Hasimah don't help you. Meaning that Ksaviyad Shobal doesn't help you even, maybe. Maybe. Then what you are saying, what you are saying is that, is that you need Edi Shlakimah to everybody did. That seems to be pretty straightforward. The Gemara doesn't use the same terminology. I mean, the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't use the terminology in the first place, right? Um, we just say, what's the Gemara? We'll see the Gemara, but and the Gemara doesn't use the term, we say, but um, if you say you need Ede Mesira, and without Ede Mesira, there's nothing to talk about in the cat, and, and Rabbi Yitzhak says, even according to Rabbi Meir, you might need Ede Mesira, then for sure, Ede Slakim Hadavar is required by Gittin, just like it is by Kiddushin. What's interesting to me is that 
I haven't seen any Rishonim, that doesn't mean that there is no one, who actually makes the formulation or the linkage explicit to say that requiring Eidus Vedavka is Eidus Lakim Hadava. Now, of course, the Rif and the Ramam don't say it because they hold that you don't need it. They hold that af So if all you have is Eide Hasima and no witnesses to the Mesira, the Ramam and the Rif assume that it's good. So that's pretty clear, I think, that you don't require Eidus Lakim Hadava. Now, at least not, you don't need Edim Lakim Hadavar, that's for sure. And the question is, is yes, so there are two ways of understanding that. Is if they do require Edim Lakim Hadavar, but maybe they would agree with the Ramban's approach, that, that when the Edim have signed on the star, or the husband wrote the star, either way, and now it's in the hands of the Isha, that's called the Edim Lakim Hadavar, if that's how the Ramban is to be read. Or do they say that, no, that the reason why it works by here is because you don't need Edim Lakim Hadavar by yet. You need Edim but you don't need Edus to Kim Why do you need Edus? Because Ein Davar should have ever Pachas Mishnayim. Why don't you need Edus to Kim Because it's Exeris HaKasav by Kiddushim, for whatever reason. Oh, by Kitten. It's not required because of the Fasavanasa or some other reason, just because it's not required. So that's, that's really the, the question. Do, do we require, we require Edus to Kim by Kiddushim. Its definition may be subject to dispute. Edus to Kim by Kitten. That's a question that can be asked, whether we really need Eish Lakim Adavar, or you simply need something that is uh, the equivalent of, uh, uh, of Eden. Uh, and here I will mention something. Now I see it's sort of coming into my head. Um, there is a Tzos um, who discusses why is it that Hodas Aldin Kameh Eden Dami. And he approaches from two different formulations. What's the obvious one? Why is Hadas Badin Kameh Edim Dami? The halacha happens to be, if I say I borrowed this money from Nisan yesterday, and two Edim, three Edim, six, six of you, five of you, all say, they say that I was with them in, you know, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, all day, and there's no way that Nisan loaned me money. What's the dinner? I have to pay. Why? Oh, a London here. Yes. So one is it could be me being me being hoda. You know, what we call a uh, star hoda, which we're going to encounter in our sake. But you can be mechayev yourself that way, even if it's not true. What's the more obvious possibility generally? Fine. In other words, why would I lie? I have every incentive to lie in the opposite direction. Because most normal people would rather not pay, have to pay money than pay money. There are some abnormal people in the world, but generally speaking, most of the world is normal. Within certain parameters. Um, so the question is, is it, is it a function of a huda'a that you can be mechaib yourself, or is it a function of nemonis? Now, if you were to, now, if huda'as baldin, if kasa b'chsabiyado is to work here, by the Baal, which accent, and that's Hodas Baldin, right? Which axis does it have to work on? I think it's clear. Right? Yeah, there's no Odisa by, by, by Git. It has to be Nemonas. It has to be Nemonas. 
So, but clearly it's not Edus Lakim Hadavar. Like, if, if it were two Adem wrote, two Adem signed on the get, to say, I should have broken down the two cases in, uh, in, in Kiddushim. I don't know that there's any difference in Dinim, although it could be. But, uh, in Kitten, there's no difference whether or not the sofa writes the get and two Adem sign on it, versus if the husband writes the get and no Adem. From that step to one that's in the hands of the Isha, it's the same issue. You have an umpana the muhach that the husband wrote the get, now the get is in the hands of the Isha, you could debate whether you really need Adi Messi or not. But if you don't need Adi Messi for that, the husband writing the get, in his own sadiyad and the get being in his wife's hands, as opposed to the sofa writing and two Adi Messi being in his wife's hands, are going to be the same thing. Yeah, but it, and if that's the case, then if you don't need Adi Messi, then you're saying there's no Edus Lakim Adavar. Two Edim signed on the get, you could argue, as we did before for the Ramban, maybe that's Edus Lakim Adavar. Xavier the Shabal, you can't argue that. Right? No. Odisa, I as I understand them, is that you're of yourself. But this is not that you're admitting it, and it's true. I mean, it's by acknowledging something, even if it's not true, you create a hischaibus. I don't see how any Xeris HaKasav is going to teach you that here. The Xeris HaKasav is just teaching you how a get is written. I would argue once you have that Xeris HaKasav that tells you something about the nature of why you get. Rather than saying, it's like, now it's like an Odisa. I, I don't know what, I don't even know what that would mean. I just, I don't know what it would mean. Okay, so, so that's kind of just a backdrop against this. We start to read, read through the Gemara and read through the Rishonim. Um, that, I think, is a real big issue to think about. One of the challenging things about reading here is that there's one piece of this that is just extraordinarily difficult, that is not conceptual at all, but is textual, which is how to read the Rashba, how to read Hishita into, uh, into the Gemara in Yuvamos. Uh, the Gemara that's about the three Gittim Sulim and, and, and the uh, Suffolk of Kiddushin. Did you read, you read the Rashba? Nisim and Ephraim, you read it? Did you think the Rashba was Dachok? Uh-uh, okay. So I will tell you, it took me a few times, this took several weeks through the Rashba to fully get what he was saying. And he says it in two places. I don't know if he says either one more clearly. I, will, I want to make one error here. The Ramban just cites the Gemara Kipshuko as a riot for himself, and it merely makes sense. The Rashba, without even acknowledging the Ramban's position, explains why the Gemara is irrelevant. I would note for you that the Ritva, despite the fact that he is a grand Talmud of the Ramban, right, the Ritva is a Talmud of, uh, of the Ra'ah, not really of the Ra'ah. I mean, he learned by the Rashba also from the Rashba, but he's really a Talmud of the Ra'ah who is the Ramban's primary Talmud. Remember, the Rashba is Rabbi Yonah's Talmud. Uh, so the Ritva just writes as Devarim Kipshutan, the way the Rashba reads. The Ritva here, on, I didn't give you the Ritva, on, on Samachem Ebez, the Ritva just writes that the pshat, that's the Pshat. I don't remember if he then acknowledges that this, this, the Ramban might say differently, but it struck me as very odd, because the Rashba has the torture, I thought, has to torture himself to avoid reading the Gemara in Yavamos in the obvious way. So let's start with the Gemara Kiddushin. First, uh, Shemi, please. Mishnah. Kiddushin. Kiddushin. 
Right, so when you read the Mishnah, obviously the focus of the Mishnah is on what principle of halacha. And if you know the name of this principle, Brian? The halacha may be that there are many situations that a person doesn't have nemonos for us, but they have nemonos for themselves. So one of the classic questions we shown him asked, the last Mishnah Dharm says, originally there were three women who believed to, um, to get a get and collect their ksuba, and then the Chacham turned around and said, we don't believe them because maybe they, maybe they uh, uh, fell in love with a young, handsome man and they're trying to get out of marriage. So one of the examples is if a woman says to me, uh, in, in the case of the Mishnah, it's an Ashish Kohen, who says to her husband, I was raped. And if she was raped, she's a Sarlabayla. That she's, so now, the, the Mishnah Rishonah said she's believed, and uh, she gets a get, and she gets a ksuba. But Mishnah Achronah said, we're afraid, Shema so you know what they did? She's got to prove that she was raped. And if she can't prove it, she remains married. So the Rishonah will ask Akasha there, what do you mean? How? I understand, we don't believe her. I understand the husband's not mukhayit to believe her. But if she for herself knows that she was, uh, she's a zona, that she was raped and she's has to, to her husband, how can we force her to, to do something that, according to her opinion, she knows is us? Why? So that's a principle. The next Gemara that I didn't give you, which is not really our topic, in Kiddushin, on Samach Vav Aleph, the bottom of Samach Vav talks exactly about this issue, about about situations where if the husband believes something about his wife, he is Asura to her. Now, of course, if he believes she was Mazana because an Eidachad tells him, he has to pay her ksuba if he divorces her, because the 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 Eidechad and his belief, his Shavinashra, doesn't actually make her it doesn't change her status. In other words, in order to be master of her mammon, he has to have proof, not just that he believes it as such. But for it'd be a problem for him that, that she should be Asura to him from his perspective, if he know, if he believes that she in fact committed uh, you know was Mizana. So then of course he can't live with her. So you know he'd get the worst of all worlds. He has to divorce her and pay her ksuba. Divorce her because he's not allowed to live with her. Pay her because he has no proof that she committed adultery. Okay. So that's what all the cases in the Mishnah are. He says, I married you. She said, you never married me. He can't marry any of her relatives. She can marry his relatives. Uh, because he's only believed Lagabe himself. Next. Go ahead. He omeres. Now, of course, there is another problem, which I skipped over when I gave you the Gemara. But this case presents actually a more serious problem. He's not—he's allowed to marry her relatives. And I mean, her sister, her mother, her daughter, obviously, because she's not in the medicine of him. But she is asura bikrovav. Is that so? She's only asura to his relatives. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? She should be asura to everybody. She says she's married. So the Gemara talks about whether we, we ask him to divorce her, uh, and the Gemara says we ask if he divorced her voluntarily without us asking. Then he has to pay a ksuba, because it's in, it's a ragdai mitzvah that she was telling the truth. But if he hasn't divorced her and he denies it, theoretically she's stuck because he can say, "I'm not writing you get. I don't want to go through the process. I never married you. You're lying." But she can no longer marry anybody because until he's dead, uh, or decides to be a nice guy and give her a get. Because and why does he not want to give her a get? By the way, because he wants to marry her sister. He likes his, he likes her sister better. So, uh, so, anyways, next. Go ahead. Um, 
Basically, the only issue there is is he can't marry her relatives because uh, nobody has an amadus lagabi the daughter, so she can marry. So it's much of her to marry his relatives, uh, and no, and he has an amadus lagabi her, so she can marry his relatives. And the only thing is, he says he married her, uh, he therefore he cannot marry her relatives. Okay, and finally. Right, the only situation where someone is believed a Lagabe a child is a father Lagabe Bito Katana, not a mother. That, that's what the Gemara actually points out here. You would have thought the Hummer here, maybe you believe her, you wanted that, you discussed this issue. Ah, did you, did you open up the Gemara condition or you worked off the source sheet? But you went directly to the place. Uh, okay. I didn't, listen, I, if I, if I expected you to look at every single piece of the Gemara, you might not have enough time to finish the cards. That's fine. But yes, the Gemara explicitly points it out. A far only a man has his name on his daughter. The Gemara Ksuba says, SBT Nasati Lishazah. In fact, the Gemara says, SBT Nasati Amaish Asara Azah Itira. Initially, he says, said, I gave my man, my daughter to a man. I mean, it wouldn't work so well in English. Because in English, the, but the pronoun has to come first. The, the, uh, what do you call that? A demonstrative pronoun? This? So I gave my daughter to this. That when, when he wouldn't ask her, what is this? This man. Oh, okay. So she's a sur to everybody. Mutaris to this man. But in, the, in Hebrew, where the noun comes before the, the, uh, the demonstrative pronoun. So, SBT Nasatilish, I gave my daughter to a man. Okay. She's a sur to everybody now. Hazah, he was knocking her to the guy he says he married to. The father has them on us over his daughter. Okay. So now, if I have a question or not. Gemara says, go ahead, Shani. I'm out of Yehuda. Okay, so what did, what did Rabbi Yehuda's statement originally mean, actually? The Kaddish Be'erachad means? No. Nope. What does the Kaddish Be'erachad mean? Not if they did Kiddushin with one witness. I know, you're puzzled. If one witness comes forward and claims they got married, if it, because the next question is, what if they both admit it? Which means that Rabbi Yehuda's original statement, as the Gemara understood it, might only refer to, I'll call it a hostile witness. One guy comes and says, these two got married. Now the Gemara says, what Rabbi Yehuda said in Choshen the Kiddushin, now the question was, is that only in a hostile case? Or what if they both say, yeah, they all come together, celebrating. So, Go ahead. I love that expression. Yes? No? Maybe. <laughs> My wife tells the story of having taken all the chino with her Moshe Khan to Chalav Rachel, just with Nifta. Uh, tremendous loss. And and uh, I, I think, as she tells the story, she was like, she had been up all night preparing for this Bechina. And then he asked her, and it's written Bechinas are much better than oral Bechinas. You don't realize that. Um, anyway, he asked her a question, and she, I don't know what the question was. She probably remembers. And she said, first she answered, yes. And she stopped and said, no. And the way I remember the story until she said, I guess I have to choose between one of the two of those. So that's what this is like. In, below, Rafi Liadeh. 
I think Rashi might comment that sometimes he said one way, sometimes he said another. He really was, it was a very difficult question. Okay. So Itmar. Okay, so Yeah, why is she mutaris at all? And certainly in Iskrovim, if they're witnesses. Right? If you're right that Mekadish in front of an Eidechad, or Kavachomer in front of Noidim is not Mekudeshes, in Choshul Mekidushim means, it doesn't mean that we don't believe that they got married, it means we don't believe it's Kiddushim. So the Gemara says, why is she mutaris Bekrova? The E. Is there no witnesses? So why is he Esther Bekrovim? Very nice. Dude, you say you married her. There's no evidence, so go have a nice life. Marry whoever you like. It must be that it's an Eid Echad, and that's why Eid Echad is enough to support his account. I mean, getting married in front of Eid Echad is enough to support his account that they got married for him, but not for her. So you see that if you're Makadish in front of an Eid Echad, if you're telling the truth, and the Yedachad is telling the truth, you really would be Mekudashas. So the Gemara says, Hafam Lais Kinon. Okay, so he says, I did make a proper Kiddushan, just the witnesses are not here. And she says, never happened. So he's now in the himself, he's not in the because there are no witnesses, and she denies it. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Okay, so Hechidami. What does the Ikeidim mean? Um, if we have Adim that they had here. Correct. I mean, if they have Adim to the Kiddushin, uh, then uh, why would Beishamai disagree? And then it turns out it's Machlokas Beishamai Beishelel. Well, the Mekadosh Beishelel is Choshul Lekidushin, and Beishelel holds Choshul Lekidushin. Not like uh, Rabbi Yehuda. Go ahead. So Beishelel is a mode to Beishamai that if they had never had Nisu and they only had Eresin, which means what in practice? They are not, I'll say, habituated to having been with one another. They're not, uh, you know, the, the, the sheer of, of a yichud varies from situation to situation. It varies upon the personalities and so on in the sense that yichud requires as part of a sheer, uh, I believe, requires enough time to be mefata. In other words, enough time to not only just perform the physical act, but you may need persuade the person. So the shortest amount of yichud probably required is a husband and wife because, you know, they are habituated in having bias, so you don't need persuasion. I mean, it's important that you have, you know, appropriate preparation, psychological preparation, but for the purposes of yichud purposes, it's the easiest because they're the most comfortable is just to have it. You know, it, I, I, I am shocked, but apparently it is not, I don't want to say, um, but speaking through a dayan, it, it became clear to me that it is not an uncommon occurrence for a, for a ex-husband, ex-wife to get back together um, 
not get back together in marriage, but um, to uh, to wind up uh, uh, to wind up in a situation of yichud and wind up in a situation to be it. Now you would think, and some of the rishonim say for beishami, the reason why beishami doesn't require a get is because they hate each other. So uh, so therefore, it's not likely that be would happen. We don't assume that yichud be be The reality, the mitzvahs in the world is they still might hate each other. They might hate each other, and nonetheless, because it's such a a habit of theirs, and they wind up in that situation, and now they've been separated. So their less um, optimal instincts take over, uh, and and, uh, and do so. It's a very strange. To me, it strikes me as very very strange. But you know, I, I, I remember I think the Dayan said to me that uh, they had cases where they had to write multiple gittin, and he said the book crossed through my mind. But the meaning thing he said afterwards is like we just get back together. Um, so, unless one assumes Mayim Ginuvim Yim Taku, but but bottom line is that uh, is that they, is that Beis Hillel the 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 Gemara initially thinks that there is an Eid Echad to the Bia, and that's why Beis Hillel says that's sufficient, and Beis Shammai says it's not sufficient. So the Gemara continues. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, right. So, in other words. Uh, what, the obvious distinction, what Havamina right now is that the aid, whatever we saw, the aid or aid them saw Bia. And if that's the issue, who cares whether they got divorced from the heiress and the Yisuin? Being divorced from the heiress versus divorced from the Yisuin distinguishes in the likelihood that your seclusion is going to lead to Bia. If it's been a Yisuin and they presumably have never had Bia together, or we hope they've never had Bia together, they're still not in that mode. It takes a longer time. It's not, it's not a given they're going to have Bia. Whereas, if they've had Nisuin, it is more likely they're going to have, it, that they will have Bia because they've become habituated to doing so. So why, if it's a case of we, we witness the Bia, who cares whether they win Skarshim and Averson? If the only point of dispute now is whether Chazake and Adamos Abilas Abilas Nusa, whether it's Bol Hashem Kedushin, for Beis Hillel, it's the same, it's, it's the same act. They saw Bia. Who cares whether they had been divorced from Averson and Nisuin? So the Gemara says, El Kinon. I just would, I want to just add two ha'aros to this. And then, and then, I'm going to finish. So two things I want to just comment about this. Firstly, there is actually an achlokas at Tanayim. As to what the machlokas b'shamay says, there is a sheet in the Tanaim who believes the machlokas is dafka when they saw bia, not yichud. But nobody would say hey yichud hey bia. And this is the more machmer opinion that it's when they saw yichud. But if they saw bia, everybody would be moda that you require a second get. So just but we pass the machmer the way the Mishnah is formulated. The Mishnah that has modem b'mitzgashim eirusin obviously assumes that it was yichud they saw, not bia that they saw. The second comment they want to make is just a, a confession of only an internal thing. I know, I know normally. Normally, you're, uh, you say that if you didn't do something publicly, so you're supposed to uh, not confess it publicly. But nonetheless, this is a particular internal hate that I, I have to confess, is that when I learned this Mishnayis for many years, I just assumed, like, really? Really? We assumed that just because they had Yichud, they had Biyah? And, um, but it has come to my attention, as I uh, mentioned before, I mentioned the case before, it's like, oh, yes, Kama, what, what's it say? Kama Noim Tivrei Chachamim or something like that. You know, the Gemara and the Vamos where, 
where the story is Rabbi Akiva, that his ship went down in the middle of the sea, and the people on shore thought for sure the sea was lost. And one wave, he found a piece of wood, and one wave and took him another wave to another wave, and he wound up on shore, and kama like gedolim tebrei chachamim. So when, when Chazal suggested that for Basil, hini hini bia, um, as, and that's their concern here. It's a chashash, it's not vadai. That's not what they were talking about. They do what they were talking about. And if you're skeptical about human behavior, it's because you're too much of a sheltered-based medrash boy, like I was. So, no, but Chazal were correct, actually. They were absolutely correct. Okay, so the Gemara dismisses that as an Eidachad. That's not an Eidachad case. Okay, so now, now, now without proof, Amr Abiy Yitzhak. Okay, Amar. So Rav Huna said that the great Basin said, we not choshish le Kedushin, Gemara says. Okay, meaning if Rav Huna is the one who's talking and he says Beidina Rabba, it's his Rebbe Rav. Ikadam, Right, once the last person in the chain is already Rav, and Rav is the one who said Beidina Rabba, so Rav's, Rav's uh, Beidina Rabba was Rebbe. How do we know? Rav was a student of Rebbe. How do we know that? Yechia comes to Rebbe and says, Ben Ochi Yore Lebabel. Yore? Yore? Yodin? Yodin? Yater Bechoros? Al Yater. Gemara and Sanhedrin. So Rav was Yechia's nephew, who was very close with Rebbe, and he got him smicha. Now, Rebbe was never able to give smicha to, and we saw this recently, Shmuel Yachina. Shmuel told him, no, feel bad, because he saw, it was cuss of the Sefer Adam Arishon, that, that Shmuel Chacham Yiskere Rav Al Yiskere or something like that. Okay. Fine. So it's, it's either Rav or Rebbe who said no chashash v'kidushin. Masiv. Achadvoi probably. Okay, this feels like a game show or something like that. No, doesn't it? It's like one of those things where you, you know, you have three doors, okay, and what's behind each door? So they each claim, I would say they own her, not quite, and, uh, and, and, uh, the Chavila belongs to, they own each other, uh, own her in a different way, and own the Chavila. And she says she owns all three of them outright. Okay, so what's the din? Okay, so the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami. Right, so if in fact, in other words, she's, they're claiming they were married to her. Now, if each one brings witnesses they were married to her, now, firstly, you, there's an obvious question you should ask. If each one brings witnesses they were married to her, what should happen? Yeah, I mean, it should be thrown out, except for the, we shown to point out, what it could mean is that they were married in sequence. As long as they don't contradict one another, it means that at one point she was married to one, and at one point she was married to the other, in which case they can't be her about them. Because right? in order to marry her, marry her, they have to have been three men. 
So if that's the case, if there were Edom, that at some point they had been married to her, so how can she lodge the claim that they're Avadai, that they're my servants, and that Chavila belongs to her? I mean, the Chavila could belong to her, but they can't be her servants. Ella. Okay, so each one has an Eid Echad, and she can deny what the Eid Echad say. And uh, then, then, the, then the question is, what does what does what is the din of the brayse? It's three chashnei So the Gemara says. Okay, so if uh, if, if why would be why would there be any nemanus to one aid who says that she was married to these people? Ella. Yeah, everybody agrees that she's Mutaris to marry, or if she wants. The question is, she would need two witnesses in order to collect. She would need two get in order to be able to collect Suba from this Havila. Because if she could produce a get from each of these two guys, I mean, she was married to, uh, to both of them, actually, which means no matter who the Chavila belongs to, it either belongs to her in the first place, or it belongs to one of them, but each one of them owes her a ksuba. So she's entitled to at least automatically, before we apportion out, decide how to do the rest of the Chavila, she's entitled to connect ksubasa from the Chavila, and this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Medina the Gemara, a woman cannot collect ksuba from Italku, she can only collect from Karkos. It was a Takana Saga'onim, which obviously reflects what? That you could collect even from a Talplin. What does it reflect? Jews didn't have Karka. Right? They, you know, certainly, you know, in medieval Europe, I don't know what the laws were, but Jews generally were not landowners, uh, which is why that was one avenue that was most of the time not really an option for them in terms of uh, a living. Um, the reason why there were many Jews in, in medieval Europe who engaged in money lending wasn't because... Uh, they that was the profession they automatically gravitated to. It was because everything else was closed to them. And that was one profession that Christians weren't allowed to do under canon law. So it was very useful for kings and nobles and princes to have Jews as their bankers. Um, and for Jews, it was one of the few that in commerce were the primary you know, avenues of livelihood. But if you couldn't travel, then that was sort of the next best thing that you had because you were closed out of the guilds because Jews generally didn't own land and so on. So, Okay. So... So anyway, so post in the Gaonic period, they were misaki in the Ksuba, you could elect it from a Talpon. So my Havala, what's the Maskana then? The Yalf is Dover, Dover, Mama, and you want to say you learn through Xerah Shava that you require uh, to aid him. Imala Halan, if that's true. Yeah, if you want to use davar alpishnayim davar, if you want to use that as the paradigm, and you want to be zera shavah davar davar, so just like kodas aldin works by mamos, it should work by davar shemer as well. If all the parties involved acknowledge what has happened, that should be sufficient. Okay. Now, to be honest with you, I don't really understand the gemara. The Rashba himself had his issues with the Gemara. We're going to talk about that, but I don't understand the Gemara Bechal. Because I don't understand what Hodas Babin means here. Unless that's the Gemara's answer, but that's not even the way the Rashba formulates it. 
I mean, it may be, it's a step before the Rashba. What does Hodas Balbe mean? I know what it means. Why is it that Hodas Balbe is Kameh and Dami? Oh, you want to eat your cake and have it to you. Crafted a, a combined explanation. Now, come on. It's not because when it comes to things that are your assets, whether it's because of Odisa, whether it's because of them on us, why would you lie? I mean, I like the Nemanus option better. It's a more intuitive option. Like, of course, you're telling the truth because here's the way it works. Having money is, uh, this statement could be qualified, but generally speaking, having money is always better than not having money. It's, uh, you know, seems to be intuitive. Now, yeah, there is such a thing as too much money, but back in the time of Hazal, I don't think as many people then had too much money. Like kings and princes might have had too much money. But I don't think the commoner had too much money. That was generally not a problem place. Today, today, uh, Rahman al-Litzlan, in, in our community, there are people with too much money. And it does enormous, enormous damage to themselves and to their children. So, but, but, and, and some of that is because, look, once upon a time, the man almost knows the chance too much money because what do you do with the money? You put it in your mattress. What happens if there's a fire and it burns your mattress? I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. They didn't use paper money. But the point is that there was no way to protect assets. Not easily. There's only one asset that could easily be protected in the time of Hazal. What was that? Right? Erga. It's true today. The same thing should be true. But uh, but wealthy people, in conjunction with their lawyers, have crafted ways of uh, creating more enduring wealth. Now, the truth is, that's a little unfair. It's true. It's true even on a lesser level. We have done a lot of things like that. We we do it. We do it in order to further uh, um, economic activity, right? The reason we, why we allow a business to be set up where if the business goes bankrupt, you don't lose everything you have is because it encourages people to take certain kinds of risks, knowing that they'll lose what they put in, but they won't necessarily lose everything that they have. Um, such categories did not exist in this. So, so in other words, the bottom line is that if, if you have a, however much money is enough for you to retire on, you have, $5 million, and you have that in the bank, and now you have other money, and you can invest it in whatever you want, the rest of the money, and if, it, and if it's a good investment, if it, you, know, it's a, you develop a nice business that brings good to the world, that creates jobs, it creates economic activity, and if not, you don't have to feel that you've lost all, you have nothing left, and now you're literally impoverished. That's the idea behind it. It's abused in certain ways, but in principle, that's the idea behind it. Such an idea, so, so today it's much easier, I would say Baruch Hashem. If Baruch Hashem, most people don't have too much money. It's not a Baruch, if Baruch Hashem. Enough for people. If lots more people had enough money, would be what would be perfect. Okay, but Baruch Hashem, most people don't suffer that problem of having too much money. In the time of Chazal, it was harder to have too much money because I, 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 it's worth. I, I, Rabbi Sai, it's worth commenting on this. It's not the sugya immediately, um, but it's worth. You don't understand the gift of the world in which you live. You never worry about there being food available. To you, it's virtually inconceivable. The closest that actually almost happened in your lifetime, but even then, it didn't come close, was during COVID. Okay, so maybe you couldn't get certain foods that you know what you say. I don't think grow. It wasn't so different when I grew up. Um, what, what's different today is the variety of foods that you can get today, even of, of produce that you get all year round that you couldn't when I was a kid. Right? That that's what's changed. But the idea that you can go in and there's going to be food. You're not used to an idea. Have any of you ever lived through a, like there's a hurricane coming through? 
like in Florida? Okay, I know there's no problem with food. And if you had gone into the supermarkets, there would have been some items you didn't see on the supermar supermarket shelves. There was going to be food. There was no shortage of food. There was no shortage of calories. We don't understand what that world is. In the world of Chazal, anything that was liquid could easily have been destroyed, lost in any... And, and remember, you also live in the United States of America, a country with fundamentally, certainly, essentially no enemies capable of invading our territory. Nobody, nobody right now can invade our territory. Canadians are a very fine lot. They probably don't want to invade our territory. Uh, and, and to the south, even then, they don't want to invade our territory and take our stuff. They want to become part of us. So it's really, you know, we don't have people. It's not like you could be living in Armenia and whatever their neighboring Azerbaijan, and you're fighting war, and someone can invade. And, and so we're not, we don't live with that reality. We have more food than probably any country in the world. I mean, if you can't get food X, okay, so uh, you'll get food Y. There's no shortage of calories. Um, our, our, if you have money and you save money, so... How do you know that it's not going to get burned in the mattress? The answer is you put it in the bank, and the government guarantees it, basically. You don't get no guaranteed returns, but guarantee the principal. And they instituted that in the Great Depression precisely to prevent certain kinds of things, bank runs, which can cause an economy to collapse. You, you don't – you have to consider – you have to consider um, that, uh, that, that what, what the world you live in, it's a totally different – it's a world of security. It, it's hard for people to dive in. You know, until they get illness or something like that in the family, because you don't know what it is not to have, you know, most people, I don't want to say there's poverty in this country. <coughs> most people in our community have never come home with the thought, oh, there will be no food there. Maybe I get a not as expensive food, maybe I get a cheaper cut. It's a totally different world. So, Hodas Baldin, so as I say, until a modern period, having, you know, nobody, very few people have too much money. And by the way, having all the land in the world didn't help you if you couldn't grow the food on it. <clears throat> or if the enemies, you know, burn, burned your land. There was literally, you know, you can't eat. <clears throat> you know, there are people in this country, very wealthy people, you know, who are super preppers. They build these, I mean, I mean the billionaires from the billionaires, who build these bunkers underground and they're preparing for the apocalypse. You have to appreciate the service site, the, the mish, mish, for people, not all of whom were so smart to make their money, but some who were. How foolish they are is unbelievable. What would you think would happen if the world literally went to pot and there was nothing? What do you think would happen? Everybody would invade your bunkers. And you, you're hiring your security people. Your security people are going to turn you and eat you. Where is your food going to come from? So you'll have a supply for here. You know what? If you want to be a prepper, I'm going to give you, you heard this here, Rabbi Say. You know what you need to do if you want to be a prepper? You know what skills you need to master? Hunting and gathering. That's what you need. In a world where our society, Rahman Litzlan, collapses, the only skill that will save you is your ability to live off the land and the forest with your own two hands and your two feet. That's the only thing that will save you. Because production will come to a halt very quickly. Um, you, I don't know if you realize even how food is produced in this country. Right? Do you think that, you think that you know, farmers you know, have a cow with a, a simple plow that they pull behind? Do you know how farmers, you know what the, the technology farmers use to plant and harvest their land now? It's like, in the base measure, it's Barapsanegra. Right? They, they have electronics. They drive, they drive these combines. Do you know what a combine is? My father once went uh, to Iowa to uh, learn about IT Exactly. Okay. I, 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 I didn't know this until recently. I learned this. I felt like a fool. But how do you, how do you make bread? Ephraim? You know how you make bread. Well, you go out to the field after you planted the wheat, and you harvest it. Somehow you harvest it, and you bring it into the silo. You bundle, bring it to the silo. You thresh it. 
you have animals step on it, or you thresh it, maybe somebody's coming up with a machine, and then you throw it up in the air, or you do some machine that does that, and it blows it out, and so, right? That's how you, that's how you get light. That's not how you get wheat today. You have this machine that drives through the field, harvests every single step of that is done by a machine. When they go through a field and they are planting a field, they have GPS technology showing them exactly what part of the fields are better watered, what's, how much is supposed to go on each one, and how much fertilizer it gets. This is crazy because if, God forbid, our technology falls apart, we're all going to starve. So the only skill that you have that could save you is hunting gather. So anyway, coming back to our issue, Hodas Baldin, I always assume, is a din in why, but of course, it's not going to lie. So that's shaykh when it comes to money. And Odis is obviously money. What is the question of the Gemara in the first place? Why should it work here? Of course it doesn't work here. It doesn't work here because Odas Baldin is not shaykh. Normally the rules by money is you need Adis. But Odas Baldin can function as a better form, a very strong form of Adis in many cases in Mamanas. Because why, Jonathan, would you admit to owing me money when it's not in your interest to do so? It just doesn't make any sense. What's your shayach when it comes to getting kiddushin? Why would you think that Hodas Baldin means anything there? Is it, you know, this is a general, like, when we talk about zachin, I'm going to be zachin in some place for you. I got a very valuable piece of technology here, okay? Jonathan, Jimmy wants to give it to me, belongs to me, wants you to be Conan. Now, you have a right of refusal when you hear about it, but most people, you wouldn't turn down this amazing thing. Right? When it comes to Mamanos, we work with the principle of Zachan. There's no Zachan by Kiddushin or by Gittin. Why is there no Zachan by Gittin and Kiddushin? You can never be Zoka in, in Kiddushin. Even if, you know, you're Bill Gates or Elon Musk, and, and, uh, and no one can be, for a woman, nobody can be Makaba Kiddushin from them without her permission on the, on the theory of Zachan, and she can't refuse when she hears enough. Okay. Because lots of women would not want to be married to those women of all women, no matter how rich they are. Right? In other words, and some women would be married no matter what. So, giving Kiddushin, you can't have Zachan because you're looking at something that cannot be... St- it's not just, oh, maybe she doesn't want to be married to him, so it's not objectively this chos. Fundamentally speaking, I, I know the Gemara entertains the possibility, but it rejects it. It rejects Zachan by Gittin. And, 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 and to me, intuitively, intuitively, the, one of the reasons to do so generally, there might be exceptional cases, is that this is not something that can be measured in terms of it's good or it's bad. It's both good and bad. Money is good. Right? Money in their context is good. So what's Shaykh Hudas Baldin committed them, even if it's Nemanus Ephraim? Even if it's Nemanus, if it's Odisa for sure. It's, 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 it's hard. To, the Rashba gets stuck on the Gemara's question, uh, the Gemara's answer, which is Chavlachrini. But I'm kind of stuck on the question. What, what's, what does it mean that Hodas Baldin here? Hodas Baldin, I mean, that may even be the Gemara's answer. Even though it's not, maybe that's ultimately the Gemara's answers. What's the Gemara's answer, Shimmy? Um, yeah, that's my fault. At the bottom, uh, 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 second line, at least on my printing, second line from the bottom page. Ima alan hodas baldin kameidin dami afkar hodas baldin dami amale. Okay, I mean, unless that's the answer. In other words, it, it, it maybe ultimately that is what the Rashba is saying. But what I'm kind of catching about is the answer is that the whole category, not, not that, we shown them are going to figure out who's the Chav for, right? What did Rashi say? Um, 
By the way, the term is probably not chayev, but chav. Normally, this is a little complicated, chav means what? Chayev means what? To be obligated. Chav means to incur a debt specifically. In other words, you wouldn't say, chav adam leshe basukah. Grammatically, it's correct. Chav can be a participle also. You say chayev. When we say chav lachrini, it means when you uh, incur a debt to others. When you incur a chov, a debit to others. It's probably chav lachrini versus not chav lachrini. So, the Rashbab will say, it's not mamish chav lachrini. So again, Rashi says, what's chav lachrini according to Rashi? The krovos. And all the other Rishonim say, well, what happens if she has her relatives? Or to gear, or something like that. So then, then it's Achav Lachrini. So the real answer is, you know, say any for any other man. Basically, you don't have to say Kovos. Just say she's an Eishes Ishne. She's an Eishes. Now, why does Rashi say it? Possibly because the Eishes Ish can be undone, but the Kovos can't be undone. In other words, if she gets divorced, she can marry anyone. Any man can marry her except for the Kovos. So those, those become permanent Eishes. So. All right, so, so we're going to stop here, but that's what the, the Gemara is, and, the, the and that's the Rashbaugh grapples with it, but he grapples with it for a different reason, and maybe he's really, maybe I've just reformulated in, internally his question, that this is not called Chavlachrini, but he, he comes from it from a different angle. Anyway, if I have any question? Okay. It's very, it's very difficult. Okay. All right.